0: Welcome to Link Educate, a professional development series featuring interviews with educators and students in the supply chain, where we discuss how supply chain and logistics has changed in terms of recruiting, upskilling, training, and more. My name is Brielle Jaeckel, and I'm the Associate Editor of SDCE and Food Logistics. And today we are discussing the driver shortage with Rob Sense, who's the Chief Innovation Officer at EBSI, a labor market analytics firm that recently released a report with Coyote Logistics on the state of the driver shortage today, and Technology Platform Truck Lab CEO Daniel Burrows also joins in for insight on it from a technology perspective. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining with me today. I'm here with Rob Sense, who's the Chief Innovation Officer at MC and also Daniel Burroughs, who is the CEO founder of Truck Labs, and today we are talking about driver retention and kind of this big topic that's that's been in the news for the last few years about the driver shortage, and obviously it's dominating even more so now that the pandemic is in full swing still. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, hear your guys's insight. I know that Rob, you participated in a uh, help making a report on this issue. And so first, I guess we'll just jump right into it. I'll ask you both. If, if I'll start with Rob, um, some say that there is no driver shortage. Do you believe that there's a driver shortage? Is there?
1: Um, I believe there is a driver shortage. I believe there's a labor. In general, across the whole economy, right now.
0: Absolutely. What about you, Daniel?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, it, it, it,
2: attracting and retaining um, the best drivers is definitely when we talk to fleets, one of their top concerns. And um, I think the churn numbers and the metrics uh, show that you know it's, it's a real challenge for fleets out there to get the right drivers in, train them up, and and keep them keep them engaged and, and happy. I mean, it's 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 a hard, it's a hard job, right? It's, uh, it's, it's away mm-hmm. from home. It's long hours. um, It's, it can be very difficult for your, to keep your health uh, good while on the road. And so I think that, um, you know, it's, it's certainly a challenge to, um, uh, to, to attract and retain the best talent in that, in that environment.
0: So this is a little bit off topic, but I was just thinking about it now that you said that You know, there was already kind of this issue with the the driver shortage because it is such a difficult job. But then once the pandemic hit and it was, you know, we needed goods overnight so fast, do you believe that that changed things? Did it make more of a gap in the driver shortage or do you think that it it kind of got everyone's eyes on the supply chain and and made more people want a, uh, what do you call it, Um, you know, job that will always be there?
1: Yeah. Um, Last year, very odd for logistics and trucking, especially because a lot of the small business activity went away, right? So things like restaurants, um, you know, mom and pop shops that order goods, that shipping declined dramatically. But what really picked up was the huge amount of activity from companies like Walmart, Amazon, things like that. So, right, all the supply still needed to happen. Uh, So much of the work shifted in those big box um, and the Amazon type type things. Um, I think it, what we see in the data is that the problem was only sort of exacerbated last year because a lot of people stopped out of the market for a variety of reasons. There was fear and furloughs, but also People received a lot of government benefits, which kept them them out of the market. And that's true today. And a lot of people's lives, kids had to be out of school. So it it sort of gutted the market of a lot of workers. We have very low labor force participation rates right now, which makes it very difficult for trucking companies to get the talent they need.
0: Right. How do you feel, Daniel?
2: I I think it maybe brought it more to the general public's attention but I think if you look at the uh you know industry reports talk to fleet owners it's been a problem for years now and I think it's been a top concern in the ATI, ATRI report um, there's been driver issues Um and if you think about what a fleet is it's a it's basically a connection between a load a truck and a driver and you need all three and I think the the one the one that's Sometimes the hardest to manage is 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 the driver aspect of it, and that's been true uh, for a long time. I think um, that um, I think that the dislocation that um, that uh, Rob was referring to has definitely highlighted it to sort of the top of the list of issues. But I, I, I more generally, but I think if you talk to fleet owners, they've been saying this has been a problem for a long time, and I suspect it's going to be a problem uh, for a while to come.
0: Mm-hmm. So, how do you think that companies? Are- are working to bring in new drivers during this short sorry shortage
1: yeah uh, I mean the first thing is you know if we look over the past three years uh, the advertised wage for trucking has come up pretty dramatically about 18 percent increase in advertised wages Um, we know that a lot of you know company fleets are paying even more Uh, than they ever have so that's that's the first thing oh wow and that's just simple supply and demand right in general Uh, wages went up a lot last year just to try to pull people back into the market um second is quality of life right you have to um, you have to offer better quality of life these are hard jobs and so you have to do everything you can to meet the needs of your employees mm
2: mm-hmm I think that's um, that's one way where if I can jump in, I think Trip Dynamics, our product, actually helps the drivers. So what we offer is this in cab gamified experience for driving, where you can look at a fair benchmark of what you should be doing, not just like a generalized um, a generalized target. And what that means is that. We're all human and when when we when we have a goal that's unachievable it's very off-putting if you're saying go get nine miles per gallon and you've got an eighty pound load over the rockies you're not going to get that and it's demotivating to see that as a goal and to be missing that goal so what we do is we uh, if you've ever used a fitness app like strava or something like that we provide a a strava for truck drivers basically where they can have real goals that are based on what they're experiencing from load to terrain and then see you know reward the best drivers for how they're doing and then fleets who deploy trip dynamics can pay the drivers who are performing better a little bit more and attract those best drivers to the fleets so we think of trip dynamics as a way of helping fleets attract best drivers train them on new routes and becoming more fuel efficient and safety comes as part of being more fuel efficient often and we can dig into that if you like but uh really trip dynamics is we're we are proud to help fleets address some of this these challenges Um, through better alignment of incentives. Because if you're aligned with your driver and your driver saves you 10 bucks, a lot of fleets are willing to give two of those dollars back to drivers.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people who think that technology is a big part of bringing in new drivers, a lot of experts. And it's so much of new technology is really helping that because of, there's the software like you're talking about. And then there's also the technology of the trucks themselves, Right where you know it's like you said, safety is a huge issue, and and technology is helping make the work of a driver much safer.
2: It, it is, and and that's a big part of you know the, the modern trucks with uh, more safety features. Um, but you know, in the end of the day, you know it's the driver who's behind the wheel, and the driver has a lot of control, um, and the driver needs to you know the. Uh, you want to support that driver as much as possible, right? Because ultimately, as I say, the driver is your is is, is your um, customer service face to the customer. It is your security for the load. It is the person who gets the thing the load there through different weather patterns and challenges on the road. And I think that um, I think that the driver it's a complicated job. And I think that sometimes they don't get the credit they deserve for everything they do.
0: Right. I never thought of it that way. That's a great point. How, how do you guys feel that, you know, I've, I've heard that some part of the driver shortage, some reason for that is that younger people entering the workforce don't want to have this type of lifestyle. They don't want to be a trucker. So how do you feel that generational differences make an impact in the commercial driving area?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Um, Now, what is it, about 23% of all truckers are above 55, 57% or over 45. And Mm -hmm. it's very difficult um, to get people in that below, you know, 45 categories to to come into these jobs. So, you know, if you look at the work values they have, you know, a lot of younger workers are looking at work, not as work as much as they're looking at it as something. Thing I'm meaning from, right? Um, There's a lot of reasons for it. As the baby boomers go out, the new generation is replacing them, and they don't want to work kind of like the baby boomers did. And this is true across all all jobs right now. I I think it's very pronounced in trucking because it's where we see so much demand. But every market's struggling with this,
2: Mm -hmm. and we're seeing fleets try and respond to that. I mean, I think you see a growth in in day caps, for example, and trying to slip seat or instead of having a driver drive across the US and back and be home they try and be home by Friday evening they do shifts and get back and they're their home more often they're sleeping in their house more often and that that sort of thing is is not captured in perhaps the economic data in terms of the pay but certainly um, fleets that are managing to set up the operations to enable more slip seat and more uh, flexibility to drivers um it really makes a big difference and drivers uh you know are, are are responding to those you know and trying to trying to get into those sort of jobs i mean there's a uh, the ceo of covenant uh is out today saying that you know, some part-time part-time drivers are making seventy thousand dollars a year um with him and you know maybe for full time you can make say 85 or something i think he said and mm-hmm. and but you know if you can make 70 but you can be home with your family more nights a week um I think that that's very attractive to drivers, and I think you see sort of a rise in part-time drivers as well, which is causing additional complexities for fleets who have loads to move and 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 baseline volume to fill. And it's it's you start you start having to patch together a host of part-time workers who also still have high churn rates and still have lots of ma- management challenges. So um, yeah, you know, I think I think it's a complicated problem, and I think that's why it's going to re- retain be top of fleet owners' minds
1: for the next few years at least. those are great great points the the point about the the you know shorter term drive the one where you can be home at night is just massive where you can see a huge difference between the amount of postings for long haul and short haul and how many more hires there are in short haul versus long haul Uh, so there's essentially for every one hire on long haul there's nine you know there's nine postings and it's very different. It's really more like one to two uh, for postings on short haul. So it's, it's where people want to be. And that's to be able to offer that's huge. And part-time is really a big deal too, because a lot of younger workers actually are opting for part-time work in general, um, especially men. Uh, ever since the last recession, you, you're seeing the number of sort of prime age males opting for part-time really has gone up.
0: I'm so glad you guys brought this up because that's one of the things I think about, like, how do you get a group of millennial workers to want to do these jobs where you're so you're away from your home for so long? So do you feel like there's a a push to get that information out there? Like, hey, you don't have to be away from home for, for so long to do this job?
1: I think so. I mean, the part of the challenge is some of it is, you know, long haul. You know, we have it's a big country. Uh, We have a lot of goods to move around. Um, We've not been as reliant on rail, right? We've actually removed a lot of rail, so we're very dependent on the trucks right now. But but from a recruiting point of view, yeah, the short haul. A lot, you know, even a lot of operators I think are opting more and more for short haul because you can find more talent that way.
0: I've covered a lot about kind of this resurgence of rail in the last month. There's so many innovations and so many news surrounding the rail industry. And I have spoke, spoken to people who believe that rail is great for long haul and that the driver should be focused on you know, the last mile since e-commerce is such a big deal now. Um, are you seeing, do you think that that's where it's going to kind of go in the future?
1: It, it, you know, again, if there's a labor shortage, it sort of has to, right? Yeah. But, but the U.S. has really moved. I, I think about all the rail lines we've actually pulled up. You know, almost every community, you have things like, you know, a lot of our fiber optics and um, internet, they used rail, you know, they because those are right away. So they purchased those, that land, put fiber optics down, and then things like bike trails, which I think are great. Wow. We, we just moved. We've really oriented to the road, and so it would be a sizable um, change to try to get back to more rail. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think that um, rail has got you know the its own set of challenges as well in terms of its its point to point and you know or it's not point to point. It's hub to hub. I, I mean, and we're really the way logistics is going is more uh, same day delivery. You know. Uh, crazy expectations of of how fast the goods will move through the logistics space and that's part of to do with technology but if you've got more advanced routing capabilities with these tools that's actually a big advantage for trucking right because you can you can uh parcel out the, the packages into less than truckload sections ltl right and move it more directly and ultimately reduce the time in transit which becomes you know really big factor and for, for working capital inventory and everything else. So I think the trend is probably more towards more, more towards trucking. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and that's, and so what solves it? Well, it's, it's, it's a supply and demand marketplace. So what's going to happen? Well, wages going to go up and wages are going to go up until they can fill the roles because these mm-hmm. roles, their jobs will be there and freight prices will go up to correspond with that. I think that's, I think you're seeing that and, and ultimately, um, what we're trying to do is break some of that um, cycle by allowing higher wages for drivers but aligned with reducing the cost of the fleet to control their costs more and not just have to uh, give away margin to satisfy this. I think there's a win-win here where if you improve your fuel economy through truck wings or trip dynamics, you can put some of that money back into higher driver pay and still improve your bottom line. I think that's I think, you know, broadly, that's what technology is trying to do. It's solve these problems in a win-win situation and more efficient trucks is part of that. Autonomy might be part of that in the future. Uh, that's a long, that's, you know, that's a whole topic we haven't got across and it's a ways away. But I think that um, I think that we're gonna have to look for, to new technologies to try and help break this, uh, break this cycle, which is really hurting uh, what is the backbone of our economy, which is, you know, the trucking industry, which moves 70, 80% of our freight around the country now.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm running out of time here, but I I just want to ask one more question. Do you feel like there's a difference in terms of attracting new drivers and driver retention, keeping your drivers? Is there something more that companies should be or are doing to keep their, their drivers happy?
2: By trip dynamics. (laughs) I, I mean I I'm kidding but I'm not. I, I, right. You know it's it's I think that the reason why we founded that company was to help fleets um understand what their drivers are doing when they're three states away, coach them continuously on how to improve their fuel economy and safety and provide automated management which solves the problem of a lot of young drivers. It also allows you to pay them a little bit more which can solve the retention problem. So you know i i'm kidding but i'm not we've we've developed this product to solve that exact question so um you know i i i, I hate to plug our own product but there are other products out there let to broaden it and invest in your in, in in um for example uh automated training right so you can bring new drivers on get up in a more systematic way things like that to help uh reduce the burden on the fleet owners uh because there's there's you know it's it's a right now with 80-90% churn in the industry, it's a conveyor belt and new drivers joining and, and leaving and it's um and it, and it introduces cost from the fuel economy standpoint, cost on the safety standpoint, cost on the insurance standpoint. We haven't discussed the the uh, explosion in insurance costs recently um and and I think that um I think that you know you've got to start looking at new business in order to address these challenges.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah absolutely your yeah, attention If you can start with retention, you know, that's going to be very cost-effective. People already work for you. Investing in keeping them is huge. And I think with labor shortage, that's where the focus for so many industries is going to be. Uh, Recruiting is just a lot more expensive, but you have to do it, right? So you have to do both. Um, Don't lose people you have. Second step, have a better strategy for getting people um, in. And it's a very competitive, tight market.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking with me today. This has been eye-opening in terms of the driver shortage. Um I'm, you know, I'm going to direct people to read the report with Coyote and um, thank you Daniel, thank you Rob for for just, you know, diving in with this with me today.
2: Yeah, you're very thank welcome. Thank you so much for having us. It was great to chat.
0: Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or hit the thumbs up button. And don't forget to subscribe.